Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. All right, Veritas, welcome back to our equipping podcast on Christian marriage. Uh, we love talking about this because there's a lot to talk about and we all have a lot to learn in it. We're here again with my wife, Marcy, and Garrett Carley, and we've tackled uh, how to be a godly husband, how to be a godly wife, and today we're going to talk about uh, godly conflict. Conflict is a part of life, and it is certainly a part of marriage, and there's good conflict and bad conflict and different ways we handle it. Uh, we want to talk about godly conflict or handling conflict like a Christian. So before we get into what the right way to do it, what's the wrong way to do it? Like, what are some ways that bad marital conflict unfolds? Hmm. I think a lot of it starts from just a lack of positive converse, uh, like conversation or communication about things. I mean, I, I originally I said lack of communication, but sometimes it's just like, there is communication. Is it helpful? Um, I think if, when there's a, a lack of that, so you can go into those, we try, kind of talk about the two ditches you can fall into just like passive aggressive, like, like silent treatment or whatever, mm-hmm. or where you're just like tiptoeing around each other and expecting the other person to just figure it out. Mm. Um, or the other way is just like, you know, domineering or just like kind of aggressive anger, you know? Yeah. And in marriage, you know better than anyone else how to push your spouse's buttons. Mm -hmm. And in those fight moments, it's like you could just take the shots (laughs) or the digs and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that that wasn't helpful. Mm -hmm. How else, guys, have you seen marital conflict go bad? Um, Just the, the stuffing it down, like not dealing with it in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, like, within, like, a reasonable amount of time. And so then once, like, it comes out, it's not just, like, one thing. It's, like, the the laundry list of things that have happened. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> right. When you blow up because you left a dish out and you're like, I don't think this is really about yep. a dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the, the right way. Uh, what does the Bible say or how does... God's word direct us to handle conflict in a godly way, and specifically in the context of marriage. Um, I have Ephesians four two: be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. And First Peter four eight: above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Um, I think for me when I read those, I, it's like, be quick to forgive. Um, even if we haven't talked about whatever conflict, cause usually it's something small, but mm-hmm. be quick to forgive and to assume that they were not trying to actually hurt you, mm-hmm. um, with whatever happened. And then know that like love covers a multitude of sins. If that's true of God to me, that can be true of me to my my spouse 
as well. Yeah, I think in that Ephesians 4 too, we talk with our kids about like the difference between being nice to somebody and being kind to somebody a lot. And there's a sense of like nice is just kind of like a, it's a, it's a passive thing. It's not an active thing, but being kind to somebody is, is a true like active, like I'm seeking their well-being. I'm seeking good for them. Um, and even w- especially when you're like frustrated or like something's kind of gotten under your skin. It's like, how am I seeking to pursue uh, kindness towards mm-hmm. towards that person or just to, to serve them? And kind of the flip side of forgiving one another is also to be quick to repent mm-hmm. um, and not just quick to be sorry, like, or quick to apologize, but quick to like apologize and actually turn you know, from those things and behave differently. Yeah. Yeah. And in marriage, there's going to be no one you need to forgive more in your life than probably your spouse. No one you need to apologize to more than your spouse and, uh, have those things practiced a lot in our marriage. And even now, I mean, you could think, okay, when's the last time I apologized to my spouse? Mm -hmm. When's the last time I extended forgiveness to my spouse? Like those are Christian things that should be exercised in a marriage. Uh, other ways the scripture directs us to handle conflict. Yeah, I think Proverbs 15, um, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. Um, I think especially for men, our pride and kind of our, sometimes our self-righteousness kind of kind of ends up taking over and, uh, or we like want respect from our wives and we've maybe feel a sense of disrespect. And, um, and I think the challenge in that is what's our posture coming into that conversation? Is it a posture of humility or am I just demanding honor? So it says, and humility comes before honor. There's a sense of like, Hey, if I'm, if I want honor, am I being honorable? Mm. If I, if I want respect, am I actually being respectable? You know, have I, am I earning that respect? Um, Paul David Tripp talks about it in his parenting book, which is phenomenal resource, but he talks about like for your kids, if you're coming into their room, just like lighting them up about something and he kind of, and like you finish and you feel good about what you got out. And then like you turn around when you leave that room, are your kids saying, man, that is a wise person that I hope that I can follow and pursue. Right? Like there's a sense of like, why, why would I think that I would be respected if I'm, if I'm acting like that? Mm. Yeah. I think to be, to be selfless in the, we know we're supposed to be selfless as, as believers and not selfish. And I, I think I've learned that over time in conflict because I want to fight differently than you want to fight or at what time. And now I realize, okay, to communicate what you desire is helpful to to know and care about the other person. Like you need a night's sleep before we, you know, we need to wait till morning till we hash it out <laughs> or it's not going to go well. Yeah. And to, to just be unselfish in that, like, okay, I need to deal with my own sin tonight and be able to um, let this go and sleep well, knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, and kind of, care about what's best for the other person and, or if they, if you have something big going on, you know, Sunday mornings are not a good time to, <laughs> to fight or whatever, you know, to just really care about the other person while in. Well, and when, as you're saying that, like, I think of, um, first Corinthians 13, where it's like, love is patient and you are being loving to Jake when you patiently wait for when it's best. And mm-hmm. you are like, not 
like you're being slow to anger too. You know, you think of like all the lists that, that list Mm -hmm. and like when you do that, you are acting out what like is listed as like love, Mm -hmm. like this is love. Some of that comes out of a security in your own relationship of saying, okay, we're having conflict. That's normal. We'll figure it out. We'll extend forgiveness. They still love me. They still love me. <laughs> so you don't feel like we got to figure this. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah. Um, and it'll come time. Now, you, Marcy, you mentioned about the night uh, or fight it out in the morning. Um, and you opened up with in Ephesians 5, uh, a little further up from what you're reading in verse 25, it says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor or with, with your spouse, for we are members of one another. Obviously, falsehood is not helpful in conflict. We need to speak the truth to one another. And then it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. I think when we hold anger, it turns into bitterness Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. it comes out unhealthy ways. So there is an urgency to deal with things relatively quickly. And I remember uh, early on in our marriage, Mars waking me up because we were having conflict and I could go to sleep. And she was really bothered because she couldn't go to sleep. And she was even more bothered that I could go to sleep. And she woke me up quoting this verse of like, we need to solve this now. And, uh, but yeah, there is a, a sense of urgency to, not like panic urgency, but don't hold on to anger mm-hmm. uh, in your life. I think too, like the, the things that we've been talking about, they're not feelings either. Right. So like humility is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling primarily. Right. And I think that those like those are I have to be disciplined in those things. So as as a spouse, like being disciplined to be able to step back in those moments of conflict and be able to say, like, am I being am I being humble? Mm. Am I being forgiving? And I think sometimes we can misconstrue forgiveness that it also is like Oh, I just got, now I have to pretend like it never happened. Mm. Right. There's a sense of like, no, I'm, I'm choosing not to hold it against you. Mm. Right. So I think there's that, there's that sense of like, I can forgive you. That doesn't change the fact that like, maybe you hurt me and we still have to work through things. But I think sometimes like couples can withhold true forgiveness from each other um, because they think it means like, oh, I'm just saying the way you did was okay. Mm which wouldn't be in line with what the gospel is either, mm-hmm. right? There's that, there's that sense of, I, in, in conflict, I have to recognize, like, I'm first and foremost a sinner who's in need of a savior and who has been forgiven a great debt. And so I'm, I can and am called to extend that forgiveness mm-hmm. to my spouse. And this kind of reminds me of the uh, unforgiving servant who is uh, forgiven of this great debt, 50 years of, you know, of their wages, and then turns around and chokes out another servant for five bucks. And the, the, the master has some words for that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I think that it's helpful to walk into those and say, look, am, am I, am I doing what I'm called to do? Yeah. Yeah, moment. for Christians especially, our, our attitude should not be, I've been forgiven in amazing ways by God, but how dare you talk to me that way? Or, <laughs> I, I don't deserve this. Like, we should have a posture of humility and, and be quick to forgive in that. You guys got any fight stories to share in, in marital conflict that we could learn from <laughs> or laugh <Yeah>. at? 
what, there's one why you guys think there's one that comes to mind for Marcy and I at, a while back where um, the the course of the conflict put Marcy upstairs and me downstairs. <laughs> Not like overnight, like, but we started texting each other. <laughs> And we had a text fight that was really good because there was like accountability to language because it's like, all right, this it is on helpful. a text. Yeah. And we had to like really process, you know, our words. Like, I don't want to text a lot, so I need to get to the mm-hmm. point. And uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was that was helpful in the moment. Of, yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe that's not. Maybe true you should for text fight. It's fun. <laughs> Young, younger people are probably more comfortable with right. Like I'm like this is permanent. I got to be careful. With and I'm a, yeah. It's in the cloud. It's that's in right. the cloud somewhere. <laughs> like my words in so. this fight are forever captured. And I'm a really slow texter, so it's like <laughs> made me now, no. made me think patient, about what I'm right. saying before yes. I before I said it because I could yes. be quick and sharp with the tongue, but really slow with the fingers. So <laughs> that's yeah. just old. Old people can text <laughs> in their fights. I think more, more, less of like a fight story, and it'd be more of like I do feel like where we've gotten better is actually communicating those things. I feel like earlier in our marriage we were more, we were generally more passive aggressive, you know, and like being well, more and silent. I had to things, realize, you know? like I always use this example because it's it is a real example in our marriage. But like I would ask him to take out the garbage. In my mind, I was asking him to take it out right now. And because I like asked, but I didn't specifically say, can you take out the garbage right now? I just said, could you take out the garbage? And he agreed. And he intended to do intended it. Intended to do it. <laughs> when I get to it. Yes. And so tomorrow. <laughs> and so then I'm just like, as the garbage truck is pulling up to our house, <laughs> chasing it down the street. That has, that has happened. So. <laughs> Um, but then I would end up, I'd be like, why isn't he taking it out? Like, and then I'd just be frustrated. So then I take it out and I would just be like, you know? Um, but like, I realized like I hadn't communicated that I wanted it done right then because in my mind, like I, that's what I was asking. So just being better at communicating, like if something is of urgency to me, whether it's really urgent or not, to like to like say that specifically. Mm-hmm. We had we just recently, like over Christmas break, had a fight just like that. Except I'd warned the night before that we're all <laughs> gonna clean the house in the morning, like starting at nine. I think I said like we're everybody needs it's to be up. Schedule. We're gonna Jake somehow. What missed this, but the kids all right. were all with me. There was a football game on. Just get some context. <laughs> no, but then, so then we were picking up, and Jake's just sitting on the chair, and I'm getting frustrated. So I, I asked, I realize Jake is always super helpful when I just ask him to do something, he'll, he'll do it. But he doesn't always see things to help mm-hmm. with. So I'm like, I just need to tell him. He wants me to tell him to do something, so I'm going to tell him. I'm like, hey, can you fold up the blankets? Or, you know, from around the living room. And he continued to sit there. So, and I had to vacuum. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm. I'm pretty sure it's third and long. I got, I mean, it was a crucial down. I'm picking up the blankets now. And I was getting very angry. And then I, I blew up at him. And I, I don't know what. Well, there, did you wanted pick to, up the blankets? It was funny because <laughs> no, she wanted to address it in front of the kids as like, well, this would later, be a yeah. great opportunity for you to lead out in showing 
and like apologizing and how conflict is handled in a loving marriage. Well, I didn't get that cue, so I didn't like <laughs> jump into the apology like I should. Um, no, I went upstairs because I was mad. But then I came back down and thought, this is a good, this is stupid. And all the kids were, I'm like, we should just do this in front of the kids because this is an easy, easy fight. Like, I'm sorry I, I blew up. I shouldn't have said that. I should have been a better yeah. communicator. Well, Jake right. like, yeah, is mad that know. I right. said And he's like, the- now do you have anything <laughs> yeah. you'd like to say to me? I was like, yeah, you need to chill out. Yeah, he was not <laughs> kind. Which and, started another conflict. Right. So it's probably not wise to do this in front of your kids, even though we tried. But then we both had to go upstairs to fight it out away from them. But whenever we fight in front of them, we feel like we have to make up in front of them. So that then we came down. And then, you know. Some kind of makeup that you yeah. shouldn't be doing in front of your kids. Well, it's, it's healthy, Garrett. It's healthy for them to see that. All right. So what what kind of fight advice? Sam's like, can we publish this? <laughs> what, what kind of fight advice would you give married couples? I think Carly kind of mentioned a little bit, but, um, and we've talked about this before, but just putting trust in the gap. You know, like if there's suspicion of that, like they're not... Uh, looking out for your best interests, there's a sense of like, hey, I'm I'm gonna trust that like, I married this person, they love me, they do care about me, and like, that they're not intending to, to hurt me mm. in what they're doing, <laughs> um, and I think having a a positive outlook and assuming the best in your spouse, um, I think just puts an optimistic bent toward conversations and um, conflict in general, mm. so. And I would say just like talking positively, like about your spouse to other people, because it's easy to, when you have a conflict with Mm. your spouse, what is a woman, at least for women, like our first inclination is like, I'm going to go tell my friend and like, we're going to like find, I'm going to find solace in that. And they're going to back me up. And then Mm. like nothing good ever happens, Mm. but like talking well Mm. about your spouse and even like, I probably fall more into like making sure around the kids uh, that I talk positively about like their their dad um, and not voicing just like my frustrations like oh now we have to like do this because you know dad's running late from work from work or whatever like just being talking. Uh, about him in a kind way. Giving um, honor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You got any fight advice, Mars? I think I've given all mine. <laughs> all. I, I would say. Try to do it in an accent. We, we have done that before. We're like, okay. That would be awesome. This is, we have to have the rest of this fight in a British accent so we don't take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. That, it worked. It was helpful. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. You should well, try that. Best, best fighting advice, if you end on a rhyme, you win every time. <laughs> is, that, is that like trumpet? Nope, I won. Nope, I rhyme. I won, I rhyme. I mean, not to be redundant on some of the answers we get, but it does come back to the priority of abiding. We talked about if you want to be a godly mm-hmm. husband, you got to be a godly man. If you want mm-hmm. to be a godly wife, you got to be a godly woman. If you want godly conflict, that's going to come out of a godly heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say prepare for fights by being a person who's in your Bible and praying mm-hmm. and abiding. Because you look at the fruit of the Spirit, all of those things are relational, that you're patient, that you're kind, that you're gentle, that you have self-control. Like people benefit from the fruit of the spirit in relationships, uh, especially in marriage. Our marriage should 
uh, experience our gentleness and our mm. patience and our kindness and our goodness and our self-control. So I would say prepare for fights by being a person who abides and grows in the spirit that the, your spouse would experience uh, the fruit of the spirit in your own life. So uh, Veritas, uh, married couples, you are going to fight. Uh, we just hope you handle conflict in a godly way. And again, if you need help uh, working through this and growing in this, reach out. Uh, we'd love to help you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.